0: Riverside,
1: and here we are again with another episode of It's Not Can't Fa, pew 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 we are happy that you are listening and being an avid partaker in these conversations that we are having that range from all seriousness to absolutely mental health, all the way down to just real leisurely conversations. And guess what you're in store for today? Another leisurely conversation that we are both very passionate about and exceptionally are thrilled about, i must say. <laughs> today, we are speaking about the one, the only, the fan favorite that is here, at least, the Rick and the Morty. I am Chase Bank. That is forever at your service. And my counterparts, if he's lying, he's lying. What's up, Brian?
0: How you feeling? I wonder how many people have now officially shut it off after we said Rick and Morty. Can't wait to see (laughs) those numbers. (laughs) Can't wait. (laughs) But if you're a huge Rick and Morty fan, are you always wondering why the hype is? That's what we're going to try to answer some of the questions for today. We are two grown adults that find this show complete absurd, hilarious, and just Overall, fantastic episode. uh, Episode, So, um, great storytelling, all that stuff. We're going to be covering all that stuff today. Um, And Chase, I know you got some things that we want to talk about, um, but I think you can probably sum up this show better than I can. Um, Would you like to kind of give a synopsis for the people that have not seen the show and want to know why everyone loves the show so much?
1: Absolutely. For anyone who has not seen the show, but that are huge fans of, I don't know, Family Guy, The Simpsons, and South Park and things of that nature, let me tell you, you will thoroughly enjoy the show. Reason being, it is the story of a grandfather and a grandson who goes beyond all forms of measure and intellect to go to places, have all kinds of adventures that literally look like they will come out a star wars galaxy so if you are into any form fashion of imagination that is beyond your comprehension i will highly suggest that you buckle up and go through and watch these seasons these episodes at a as they tell the story of one particular family like all families they have their own separate issues and their own problems and how they work through them knowing that they potentially could just jump and leave worlds On a daily basis.
0: And and on top of there's backstories to Rick's anthology that discovers more and more throughout the seasons that just makes you love, hate him and uh, the funny callbacks, everything that they do, the way they think about their writing. Um, For the people that may have been Family Guy fans and love the enjoyable writing at the beginning of uh, that show to what it is now. Um, it's changed. This is a type of show that makes you think. Venture Brothers, Archers, those are shows that make you think. This is one of them out there that if you're watching those, you might like this one as well.
1: And not to mention, one of the things that I truly appreciate or and just all around just really enjoy is the fact that you, an episode can start a certain way, but the way it ends, you will never guess it. Ever. Yeah. So, yeah. Literally, on your toes at the end of your seats, you cannot Guess how the episode will
0: end? Yeah, at and all. they're they're very good at their promos too of not giving anything really away until the um to the very end uh, until you start watching that show. Uh, the first one that comes to mind is the Mister Nimbus episode where you think it's a whole Seriously. episode about Mister Nimbus, and it's really not. It's about what, what Morty did the whole entire time. Um, but yeah, uh, it, it's it's one of those. I'm going to be very frank and I'm probably going to upset a lot of people and they're probably sitting here already listening to us going, why are these two grown men talking about adult uh, adult animation shows versus, you know, reality shows or things like that. Reality shows cause are nothing but fighting with lack of storytelling. I like storytelling and animation. Adult animation seems to have more storytelling and, it's something different than the normal sitcoms that you find on your local channels for, and your reality shows, your game shows. Like how many survivor series do we have? How many dancing with the stars? Oof, yeah. Yeah. And, and all that stuff is, is great. Right. I get it. Like everyone has their taste for it. me personally. I don't find watching two housewives fight over who made the worst cake. Um, entertaining at all. Um, I would rather watch something that's going to give me a story. Um, so you find that adult animation that's made for not the younger generation, maybe more the teenage, young adult, even our age. That's creativity. You want our drawing, two, you are uh, you're telling a story through this animation. So I enjoy things like that. And Rick and Morty to me is the pinnacle right now. Um, and that's a hard sell for me since uh, I enjoy several of their a- animation shows out there, but, Rick and Morty there, there's a reason why there's a cult following behind her. It. And it's the storytelling, the callbacks, the deep end of the whole overall, we're, we're talking things from season one, here we are in season six. Now you're understanding why it happened in season one Think it, It's just, it makes, it makes things a lot, um, a lot entertaining to watch. Cause you never know what you're going to get with Rick and Morty. You don't know what the episodes are going to be. Um, and that's, that's fantastic.
1: Yeah, and to, to also carry on from what you said, they give you a lot of information, but it's like the overall scope of what they have is massively elongated. So it's not like you're getting everything at one time. A lot of this stuff comes in bits and pieces. That way you can slowly put them all together to understand and receive a lot of the overall character development. So literally... <laughs> the funny thing is so uh i forgot which episode it was but even rick had mentioned how, how like man i'm getting real season two vibes off the family right now and then <laughs> it's like he's talking in 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 fourth person to actually you to himself to say the whole story of what's going on and it overall is a really good story so if you're into sometimes dry sarcastic humor by all means this is the story for you if you are just into like jokes that could literally go over your head, because I'm that type of person, it can go over my head, then I have to listen to it a second time. Like, oh, that's what he meant. Stuff, things of that nature around that realm. By all means, you will absolutely love this show. It's phenomenal. So I guess we can start with the first initial kind of question or vibe that I had here, which was, do you remember the absolute first time you even watched Rick and Morty?
0: Yes, I actually do, because I couldn't understand what this, uh, um, this hype was over a show from Cartoon Network. Now, Cartoon Network from, from us growing up was Dexter's Laboratory, Laboratory Johnny Bravo, Ed, Ed, and Eddie, to what they have now, which I think there's the biggest, hits, probably Adventure Time, right? So I didn't think anything out of their studios, even their Adult Swim content at the time. Um... Uh, would be anything entertaining in the sheer fact that the show was getting great reviews. And I thought, okay, you know what? I got HBO Max. I seen pieces of the episode after watching Family Guy, and I might be sitting in there playing games or reading something, and I had the TV on in the background. So I'm like, all right, you know what? I'm going to sit there and watch a full episode. And I watched it one night on um, right after Family Guy. And I'm like, oh my god, this show is freaking amazing. And it was one of the season one episodes. And let me get the the correct episode. And I'm probably not gonna pronounce it right, so I'll just say which one it was. Um oh yeah, it was it was the last one. Um episode uh, episode eleven where Beth and Jerry head off to uh, for a romantic getaway. Oh yes, uh, yes, yeah, yes, yes, yes. <laughs> and they throw the house party <laughs> with Adolf uh Linklear. That <laughs> had me in so much tears, just the, the creative idea of that in my in my mind was just hilarious. Um, that I decided to turn on HBO Max and binge. I think at the time, I think there was like four seasons, and I or were going into the fourth season. I binged all everything, and I was disappointed when it was over with because I had to
1: wait for the new season to come. <laughs> How about you? Do you remember when you actually watched a uh, an episode? I remember verbatim. If I was literally in grad school, shout out to Eastern Illinois University, big blue EIU alumni. What's up, y'all? But I was literally in grad school and I was typing a paper and I I was, I I did my work preemptively. I was a great student, by the way. But by the way, got all A's in grad school. Yeah. Yeah. This guy, this guy, that was me. Smart guy. But I was uh, preemptively typing my paper. And I feel like I had binge-watched everything from Archer to Boss Burgers to all the episodes that were out at that point. And I was just like, oddly enough, I told myself I wanted something different. So I'm start, slowly typing my paper. I took a break. Then I looked up, went through, it was on Hulu at the time, I felt like it was. Yeah. And I saw, it randomly just popped up, Rick and Morty. And then thought to myself, what is this? I read the description and literally said to myself, this sounds absolutely stupid. But, hey, who am I? You know, why not? Let's just give it a try. And literally in the first five episodes of the pilot, season one, episode one is where I started. When he busted through the door, through Morty's door, just completely drunk and belligerently speaking, I could not stop laughing. I was hooked at the very first second. Only because maybe in college I might have did a lot of drinking and I know somebody who literally... (laughs) Will stumble, slur, and burp every time they get drunk. And all I could do was think about them and if they had a grandchild. And I could not stop. I binge watched the entire first season that night. I got half the paper done. No, it did not get finished. But <laughs> moral of the story as I found a show that I absolutely fell in love with. And I watched the season two that following day. And I couldn't stop watching it. I, w- I was ready for more right after the first five minutes.
0: Yeah. I mean, after watching that first one, if, if they were, at the time, I think it, um, it was that uh, that Pickles show that came on afterwards, the dog that was on it, and if it, it continued, I would have kept on watching it. Um, it was it was fantastic. I couldn't wait for the next day to sign into HBO Mass and sit there and just watch it throughout the day. And um, it it's it, we're not saying it's a life changing show. It is a fun show to lose yourself into and just enjoy the story and the callbacks, the the things that they do um i mean they had a whole episode of uh space Beth where they found out (laughs) one's a clone like those things those things like you sit there and you wonder like what actually is happening at you in that in that realm they built a whole reality for this they built a multiple multiple realities for this for these characters um but What out of the the six seasons that are out there right now, what would be your all time favorite episode? That if it's on, you're sitting down no matter what and watching it. Like, you don't talk to me, miss Mrs. Chase Bank, go to bed. I'm watching this episode, I will talk to you in the morning type of thing.
1: Easy, uh, close rig encounters (laughs) season one, episode 10. When you first got introduced to evil Morty,
0: oh, yeah, that's a fan. the sheer fact that they still play back to that episode is phenomenal. right. That is a fantastic fantastic one. Um great shout dude. One of one of the better one of the better episodes. Why
1: do you like it so much? I just feel like that's when you first got introduced to the Council of Ricks and we, we if you watch the show you know how pivotal that is to Honestly, all the seasons that they kind of made at this point, because there's always some hint or some form of some faction in there. So you saw all the different kind of Rixes out there. And I, I feel it kind of correlates to uh, even just like the Marvel Universe, how everyone has their different universes, how everyone's different. You got your 616, got your uh, perfect universe, all different kind of universes. So you saw all the different kind of Ricks and Mortys. Like the cowboy Morty, oh, it was just like I, I just loved it from that start. And not to mention that they always played Rick as a smart one, but overall, it was actually a Morty putting a Morty pulling all the strings, and to get to position himself in a way that he can continue to thrive, and no one ever saw it coming. So it was kind of like me liking the overall uh, under underdog story. How like don't ever underestimate somebody to a fashion where you completely enable them to take over.
0: Yeah, that that is yeah. <laughs> it, the sheer fact, like I said, one that is an amazing episode because they really built I don't know if can't, I don't know if how they what the writer like, but they built the whole the whole universe of these characters around that episode and two others to really expand it out into something crazy Absolutely. Um, that we're going to season seven and we still have answers from that episode alone. It's just amazing. Um, what episode before I, uh, I'll just get mine, I guess um, I have mm-hmm. two that comes to mind that I really enjoy. And one of them, and I'm never good at pronouncing their episode names because they, they go crazy with them my my mind, I can't say those things, but my one of my favorite episodes was the heist episode in season four, where <laughs> son of a bitch, i I'm in. Um, uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, that is one of my favorite episodes when they were uh, Morty tries to sell a screenplay pretty much based around Ocean's 11, 12, and 13's concept. And Rick thinks it's the stupidest thing in the world, and he takes him on a heist. And is an endless, endless heist, and Rick is trying to sell this, uh, Morty's trying to sell the script to Netflix. And he knows if he, if Morty sells this, he's never going to have Morty really around anymore. So he really taught him that doing these stupid heists is like the dumbest thing you could potentially do. So he walked into Pitch's idea and realized, this. yeah, I just don't have it. And, and meanwhile, Rick's standing outside to that whole music that they played through the whole episode of saying, yeah, this was a whole heist about
1: him not doing this stupid script. It was just <laughs> fantastic. Um, <laughs> I think the funniest thing to me. Was when Morty actually went into the writing room to try to describe it. I and mean, he used the most plainest, most blandest, like, well, you know, a team that gets together and they figure out a way to steal stuff. Like, yeah. that's <laughs> at the point, literally at that point in time, he was completely over it and didn't realize that he was over it. Like, yeah, yeah. no, you don't really want this anymore, sir.
0: Yeah, and it's funny because you really think about it. Like I love The Ocean's 11, 12 and 13. Like I like The Ocean's 11, I love Ocean's 8 those films, but he summed up those films and it kind of like, yeah, there's really nothing special about those films are <laughs> there. They're just a good watch. And of course, season 5 episode 1 where um, Mr. Nimbus first appeared into our lives. Um, if you don't know who Mr. Nimbus is, he is a uh an Aquaman Neymar variant who controls the police. Oh uh, very he's, over- he's
1: Rick's nemesis. Yeah, Rick's nemesis <laughs> is
0: over sexualized, and the whole premise was he was coming dinner to because they land it in water. If Rick touches water, then there's a war. So they're brokering a new treaty. But the whole premise of the episode was they tried to stash wine in a place that aged relatively quick and um, when Morty went to go pick it up into this new reality, the the world kept on changing through, and it's just a, an adventure of Morty destroying civilizations going through time. <laughs> Meanwhile, he's trying to get with the girl that he's had a crush on, and this has been like the, the first time he's had this opportunity, and she gets sucked into it and and never gets an opportunity with it again. It Ever. is just... And then the threesome between Mister Nimbus and Jerry and Dev. Uh, <laughs> oh, yeah, that that's just the craziness that they come up with. Like you, you wonder sometimes when you watch certain shows um, where the writers come from. Like Bing Bang Theory, you sit there and you just you think of most scientific stuff. You try to relate it to relationships and things like this. You walk into a Rick and Morty uh, writer's room, and I bet you, okay, this is what the story is going to be. Let's add chaos around it, and that's how we're going together. Like that's it. Just everything
1: ties into together, and it's just wonderful, dude. And I feel like that writer's room is literally probably one of the rooms where, literally verbatim, they will say, "No idea is a dumb idea." Right. Whatever you got, <laughs> throw it out there. We can use it, literally. So yeah. your your personality, your imagination uh, is well encouraged within that room. Obviously, based based off of what they have put out, because some of these some of these ideas and concepts, like where do you come up with this? Like pickle Rick, literally. Come on now,
0: just to get out of family therapy. How hilarious! Like, what's the one thing I can do? Like, I, I want to be the writer who said, "What's the one thing I can do?" That uh, gets me out of going to family therapy. I'll turn myself into a pickle.
1: Or, or somebody said that and somebody walked in late eating a pickle. Right, right. <laughs> right.
0: It's is that just, a pickle? Yeah. <laughs> Those things alone just like, – where does that insanity come from? I would love to be that creative at, at any given time that was like, oh, yeah, that that makes complete sense to me.
1: Dude, or the rest and Rixation. Like, that's one of my other favorite episodes, just to literally see that some of the things, like, if we take some of our negative features away from us, will it make us better? Yes, yes, it will. But also, they kind of contribute to who you are. So, if you really take them away from who you are, you can potentially be the best form or the best version of yourself. And it kind of showed how some people can fall in love with who you are versus who you need to be.
0: Yeah. And to that, they always have these great episodes that really call out some of the stupid things that us as, as a society um, worship or think are great things like um, that Jurassic Mort episode with the dinosaurs. (laughs) (laughs) (laughs)
1: <laughs> <They're going there>. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: like, they just literally called us out as a civilization of just being dumb and social media I, I lives our lives like they just if we like certain economic things they brought up like yeah you guys had a way of curing things but you chose not to <laughs> um it just so so hilarious that the way they think um What's one episode in you, in your mind that you you wish you didn't see yet, and kind of waited, wanted to see later on? Mm,
1: mm, mm, mm. One I wish I did not see it. I kind of wish I would. I would say. Oh man, that's a hard one. Uh, oh, ooh, was that the season finale when we found out what happened to the? Where else they accidentally Cronenberg.
0: You mean the final time we saw Rick uh, not Rick, um Jerry sure. as Super Jerry? Yeah. Yeah, that was the season finale this past season. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I could have waited a little bit longer for that one because more or less it was like you found out like the huge determination to everything in that fashion. Mm-hmm. It was like I I felt like it was a great build up because a few episodes before I feel like and I'll have to go back and look. But I feel like you, we found out the backstory between Rick and Phoenix person, Bird person, whatever you want to mm-hmm. call them. Yeah. And we got that when it was like, man, I feel like I just received all the closure. Now we're ready to move on to another chapter. So I probably would have liked to prolong that one a little bit more.
0: Yeah, same. I, I'm with you on that one where they kind of dive into Rick's past. I kind of wish they held that off a little bit longer. Because I feel like if you're if you're pushing out this long story, you could have done more with that episode, made that almost like a, a season finale and lead it into a new season, yeah. Um, later on, but I understand the importance of having that because they're cl- they're very good at storytelling to the point where you think you're getting closure. Exactly, but are we like we still don't know what happened with Evil Morty after leaving the uh, multiverse, right? Mm -hmm. we think that's closure right we know it's not um the sheer fact that jerry in that episode you're talking about went back to his home world his home universe and he built a device to have his wife just make him feel regretful for all the decisions that led up to her death and when he finally felt okay to leave it and turn that universe back on because he wasn't letting that universe die or that world move from the moment they passed um, that just you think that's closure but you know they're going to have to go back as you, we've been to Cronenberg uh, universe multiple times since that happened mm-hmm. so um, and then we jump into another universe where they pronounce uh, Parmesan Parzean,
1: Parmesan <laughs> <laughs> that is how it's spelled but that's neither here nor there yeah <laughs>
0: And that was like, oh, come on. <laughs> so, yeah, but this show, the, the fact that they made these funny episodes, um, they do things to make people laugh, but there's a, there's a premise to the story. Um, and, and it's really, it's not so much a Morty story. It's about Rick and all his failures and being this person that's literally alone by himself um oh
1: yeah oh i got something to build on that too yeah
0: so when when you have that person that's by yourself trying to connect to a family that in the universe that he comes into he's gone for years um and he just wants to have a family because where he came from his family was killed and he just wants to have that bond but he's so self-absorbed that he can't he can't break from protecting himself 'Cause he knows the worst things can happen. Um, and then to try to have this relationship with a grandson, because his daughter's now older in all these other universes, it just it just blows blows the mind for, for people to think that this guy all he wants to do is be loved by his family, love his family and do right and keep them safe, but he does it the worst ways possible, and he refuses to open up fully because he still wants to protect himself. So we get these crazy freaking adventures because, yeah, he has these side hustles he has to go do. Um, and he he wants to have that normal family life, but he can't break for it because he still has to protect himself. And then you find out that he's on the hunt to try to find this one person through this whole entire time.
1: Go ahead. Go with your point, sir. I was going to carry on from what you said, how like he shields himself. And mm-hmm. I feel like that's also a form of like you know the whole mental health that we literally just spoke about how He shields himself by consistently always getting blackout drunk or always drinking and Mm -hmm. saying nothing ever matters because the only thing that technically mattered to him was taken away from him and him alone. Like you look at all these other different universes of all these infinite Rick's and infinite Morty's, infinite Beth's, infinite Summers, infinite Jerry's each and every single one of them have the, the actual family structure, except for him, where his wife was actually taken away from him. And we still technically don't know why that's happened, but we can see that because it's happened to him, literally, he just shuts everything off, literally at an arm's length because he doesn't want to needlessly get hurt again. And it's it's like a phenomenal story and also kind of like a barrier to say, you know, sometimes I feel like us specifically... When we let our guard down X amount of times and it continuously gets bashed, spatted, set on fire, hit, bruised, or battered, you kind of leave up a guard or a wall. It's just there, and it's nothing personal to anybody else. It's just one of those things like, hey, look, been down this road. I, don't, I know how this ends. I prefer not to get hurt again, and let me take care of what's in front of me at the current point in time.
0: Yeah, and a callback to one of their episodes um, when they, and at the end of season one they threw a huge house party and um, Rick's biggest f- phrase is "wubba dubba dub dub," and Birdperson goes up to Morty to tell him, "Hey, in my language that means I'm in great pl- pain. Please help me." Um, it was. It's he uses the phrase all the time. All the time and no like everyone thought oh it's just a rick thing well no he's actually screaming out for for help but no one is uh reaching that um no one's getting that because he's using it in a different language like he he's looking for some some support some like but he doesn't know how to do it and and yeah we kind of probably roped this into last week's episode with mental health but the, the sheer fact that i call think, back call yeah, back. Yeah, yeah, yeah we do our <laughs> own callbacks here uh but the sheer fact that he, this show speaks so many different things to so many different people.
1: It really does. Um, and also, you know, this something also jarred my memory, too. Mm-hmm. When you said that, remember that episode when he put himself in Little Rick? When he put Little himself Rick, in the yeah. body?
0: And he keeps on screaming that he doesn't want to be in this. He wants to get out because it's hurting him.
1: It's going to kill exactly. him. Yeah. So, yeah. Also, kind of like something to even our generation of music, how people are really hurting and we can sometimes idolize like artists who make a lot of music and make a lot of money. But at the same time, they're literally putting in this music, the pain that they're feeling. And then we're all surprised of, oh my God, I didn't know they were going to commit suicide or they had all these issues where if you just literally listen to the music, they're telling you in the music. So never be afraid to actually help anybody who's probably looking at you in the face and saying, I need help. No, they're serious. They really do need help.
0: Yeah, I mean, the first person that comes to mind when you bring that up is, uh, for me, it's uh, Chester Bennington from Linkin Park, who um, killed himself, had multiple children, was just so completely depressed. But that's a nice tie-in to why I told you why I wanted to name the episode what it was today, The Hopeless Wanderer. It's a song from Mumford and Song. Um, it can be taken in multiple different directions of, of a person that suffers from depression that just— trying to find a way out and that's one of the uh, alliterations of the song and um, more uh, Rick fits that that mindset of he's the hopeless wanderer he's he's forever by himself but surrounded by people but he refuses to accept who he is accept the person that he's become and try to become better and they did a whole season of him trying uh, with the family fully in control. Him just being a person in the family, and he still ends up at the end of the season fully in control again because that's what Rick does. Um, he's he's the alliteration of his own bad guy, but he shouldn't be his own bad guy. And the only reason he's his own bad guy is because bad things happen to him. Um, yep. So, yeah, it is um, – on the serious note, that is Rick in a nutshell, and I'm sure that's just – our perception, I'm sure the, the writers and the creators have their own perception. Um, but with that, what what are your thoughts knowing what that has happened over the past couple months with the, the voice of Rick and Morty, um, Justin, Roland, being removed from the show, from all his issues outside, and we're not going to discuss his, his issues. We don't agree with his issues, um, so we're not going to give him a light of day. But where do you think, or who do you think... Or how do you feel about potentially different voices for these characters?
1: I think that that technically would be the only way to move forward with Mm -hmm. all the stuff that has happened. Um, Not to mention that, if I'm not mistaken, didn't they sign something like a, a seven season contract to initially start?
0: No, so if I'm correct, they originally were doing season by season, and originally I think after season three they were thinking about canceling the show, and the fans went into an uproar and signed them for seven seasons. So we're getting ten seasons at this point.
1: Gotcha. Um, okay.
0: Yeah, that that's where we're where we I think the ultimate goal is. But if it keeps on growing in popularity, we're in season seven now. Um. Most shows, this is where they hit their prime. This is where they start picking up more followers of the show. Um, I can see them potentially pushing even further out, hopefully. That'll be great, right? Have us what what did Rick say one of the episodes? This is gonna we're gonna be on season Rick like, and Forever. Yeah, Rick <laughs> Forever ah, That was the end of season one. That's right. So yeah, I think we're we're shooting for the long haul, but there like at least ten seasons. And for people that don't watch the show or are wondering how their seasons work, they only drop about ten episodes a year. Um, we're kind of on the cusp now until October, where we could potentially see new episodes. Nothing's been dropped formally yet. Um, so but they'll do four or five in a shot, and then they'll come back to wrap up the rest of the season a couple weeks later, typically.
1: Agreed. Um, for the voices. Um, to answer your original question. Yeah. I think that with I feel like there's a lot of talented voice voice actors in mm-hmm. today's world. So it doesn't have to be the exact same, but if you could somewhat get somewhere around the same ballpark, you will be just fine. And that honestly the, they have a lot of information to go based off of, to go back from or to even newly create. And if anyone happens to uh, work for the cartoon and you need some help with creative direction, you got two guys right here. So feel free to give us a call. <laughs> so I think I have a lot to work with. So I don't see this being in jeopardy at all. They still have a lot of runway, a lot of runway to go. You?
0: Yeah, I, I mean... There's a lot of speculations on who's going to do it. And I think it's the right thing to do. And there's a lot of people that can mimic or get close to mimicking voices. They did that with Cleveland on um, Family Guy that can got pretty relatively pretty close. Um, they did? Yeah. They changed the actor during the, the um, that movement for hiring black actors to play black roles. A really? Yeah. And the guy that originally voiced um, Cleveland stepped down and said, you're absolutely right. He walked away. Are you serious? He, yeah, man. <laughs> they hired someone yeah. else that's kind of close. Like he's a little bit higher on his tones, but it's relatively close. I mean
1: oh, that's crazy. I'd never even noticed.
0: Yeah, Gilbert <laughs> Goffrey got um got axed after some of the things he said doing the Aflac duck, and they have a new voice doing the Aflac duck for the Aflac commercials. Um huh. yeah, so things things can change that people don't realize. I think it's so prominent, is because it's such a great show. And he had such a creative input for a long time on that show. Um his his personal uh, life bled into his professional life. And his personal life is not not pretty. Um <laughs> it's not pretty. Um and uh-huh. and he I, I don't I'm not sure if I fully believe in a lot of the cancer culture on stuff, but this is a person that we should not be shining light onto. So yes, this is something I, I fully believe that. Um, this should be someone that can hold themselves accountable. One to do the voices and continue the show because the show should definitely continue. But not um, on the show. Yeah, so um, it should not be one of the ones that gets cancelled. I'm looking at you, TBS, for canceling Final Space for no fucking reason. Um, sorry. <laughs> no,
1: no, that's fine. It's
0: fine. Yeah, this is Rick and Morty. We'll get on Final Space another day. Um. <laughs> uh, yeah, but, uh, yeah, it just, it's a great show. Um, I, we can't, we're always going to sing the praise of Rick and Morty uh, for the storytelling, the creative output that they have. Um, the sheer fact that they do um, those sub scenes at the very end of the show to kind of either finish oh, a piece of the story. Looking great, man. Or um, continue something else or give you something to look forward to. My One of my favorites was the invisible garbage can. And Jerry gets out and shuts the door and, and
1: locks it and can't get back in and just walk, runs away. <laughs> Dude, oh, that, that's hilarious. Dude, one of my favorite ones has been, um, it, it was literally the Tiny Rick episode. Uh-huh. At the end, you saw the uh, vampire come out of his coffin, <laughs> and they were like, "Yeah, uh, Coach Ferratu was actually uh, discovered." He's like, wait, "Wait, his name is what?" <laughs> he was like, no, 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 no! Like you're making me look like I'm just being a jerk right now. Am I losing it right now? Like, am I tweaking? It? <laughs> Why would you name yourself Cosmuratu and you're an undercover vampire? <laughs> yeah, they, like, they, no, they, no, no, no. Go with John Smith or something. <laughs> yeah, they have
0: just literally like there is so many characters that they have brought in that have just like you you can't wait to see them because they're going to do something crazy. I I will love an episode for Squanchy. I think Squanji deserves yes. yeah, like his own episode at this point. Um yeah th- yeah there's just so many people like I'm looking at a list of characters that we've seen I love them go back into the micro dimension peace among Oh yes world, yes yes, yes peace among, <laughs> peace among world one of my favorite episodes that is low key one of the best episodes they have and literally uh, for the this is never going to be aired because obviously we haven't done video yet, but my mouse pad is the piece in among worlds for Rick and morty. Um, (laughs) Just small little things that um, they did in that episode just makes you realize like, yeah, this is very relatable into this world. Um, But what about you? Is there like any characters that you want
1: uh, um, more, more time with? uh let's see here who would i like more than... give me another vindicators episode man that's not the one i, I just set you up perfectly for your mr meese's talk yeah, i know but <laughs> i'm looking back i'm like dude i would love another vindicators like give get, get me some backstory here like yeah, how did we it. get there i know everybody was basically destroyed like i forgot her name um she could basically like the, the one that got yeah, away yeah, like, yeah. what happened to her where is she at
0: very fair. I mean, I would like they did what was a Vindicators four or something like that. Or they were on, on three or four at that point and they skipped Rick and Morty for one of them. Exactly. Yeah, that would be cool to kind of see. I know they did the, the micro episodes of the Vindicators leading up to that story. I don't know if you saw that. It was up on YouTube. There were five minutes shorts. Yeah, it was five minute shorts that led you up to the events to get us to that episode, which was great. It was a Vindicators thing. It was like their way of trying to get another show launched. Um, but it was fantastic. It was a great story time it was five minutes each um but seeing that those characters and their prime or just an episode would be great. Obviously Mr. poopy Butthole needs
1: he what needs happened a, to him man Beth shot him and we didn't ever saw him again, man.
0: No, no, you saw him. he got himself in shape. He got married, got divorced. He, he was teaching a class he he had karate. A class and then got fired now was living in a self-serving apartment by himself and that was it um all these bad things that have happened to him over the past couple seasons cuz you saw him at the end of every season for like the past three seasons uh, were due to Rick making him do karate for the episode that I love so much where they were going to do um, heists
1: that's yeah. why I remember seeing it now okay yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep.
0: Yeah, so they need to go back to that um, and kind of resolve that um, Mr. Mises you want to see more Mr. Mises or the Kirkland version of Mises one. that would be great as hell um, oh, what else the micro world I think would be good um, yeah man there's just I think you nailed it on the head I would love to see another Vindicators I would love to see that or Snowflake, the dog.
1: Yeah, whatever happened to Damn.
0: him? I love the little ending of that saying, wouldn't you watch a show that was just based on this? Yes, I would love to watch a show based on this. <laughs> uh, I know, we're talking I about it. Snowflake was a dog that had um, a helmet made for by Rick, and he learned and was able to communicate and help take over the world for a little bit. Um the you whole premise dog, story. too. Yeah, it, it was just a great, fun episode. Um, <laughs>
1: oh, uh, shit! Scary Terry! Scary Terry, oh my god, that was great.
0: Um, <sighs> but yeah, th- those those things out there that... I mean, we, we'll probably have to do another episode for Rick and Morty once the season comes out, just so we can talk about how crazy the seasons are. But I think for us, we highly recommend watching rick and morty what other things come to mind as we're starting our descent of this episode sir that comes to mind that you wanted to talk about through rick and morty every
1: person deserves a portal gun
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs>
0: hey seriously we want to save on oil and everything if we can come up with portal technology come on that now. would
1: be great <laughs> Ooh, or oh crap um, another callback that I was absolutely in love with was every time the president just so happens to make an appearance, man, like, I, I, it's always something random. Like, the fight that he had in the Oval Office, it was just like a top-tier fight for me. Yep. Like, a regular human going back and forth with Rick. Like, hey, I was there for all of that. So I am here for every single conversation they had.
0: Some of the best fight scenes are some in Rick and Morty will have to be, um, in my opinion, the top one, just because it's so simple, was them beating up uh, the devil.
1: <laughs> <Yes>. DMX. <laughs> Rest in peace,
0: DMX, by the way.
1: Rest in peace.
0: Yeah. Uh, the sheer fact that they literally got themselves into shape to beat up the devil. And then the final scene after the credits rolled, they were just going around beating up people in the same type of moveset. And every time they finished, they would spit <laughs> on the person to DMX music it was hilarious. Um, and that was just a simple, simple one. Um, that was very simple. Very, good. Very, good. very good. Yeah. Um, it's just like, again, just the creative output on the show. We highly recommend it. If, if you're not a fan of it, we get it. It's cool. Uh, we're not going to try to convert people that want to convert. But if you want something that's going to give you hours of entertainment, Rick and Morty will always deliver. Yeah, they might have some slow episodes. There's been times that you and I both said, eh, we probably could have missed that episode. We'll just get to the next one. The next one's going to be good. And sure enough, they were, it was. Um, Mind-blowing. It was a Morty mind-blower. <laughs> oh, yes. Yeah. Yes. Um, but, yeah. Uh, of course, we try our best not to give too much because we want you guys to go enjoy and experience it yourself. Chase, final thoughts on Rick and Morty before we wrap up this
1: episode? Final thoughts would be, um, I would say kind of put things in perspective about the show, how like they do things that are based and beyond your own imagination and comprehension, is take that same concept and live your life in the same manner. You could do anything you want to do if anybody tells you otherwise. You live beyond their comprehension and their own intellect. So you make your dreams come true and fly through the sky like you want it.
0: Wow. I'm, I'm going to give you a perspective that I think people like me who always wanted to be like a comic book writer um, look at it as the... These people that created the show are some of the most creative minds that would probably ever create television uh, television books, anything that we have ever seen before. Um, and it gives people like me hope that the crazier the ideas still are appreciated and it's not always the the same formula that's out there now. Um, so with that, um, we got to
1: just wrap this up. So Chase, as always, say goodbye to everyone. Hey, goodbye, everybody. If your dream is not... If your dreams don't scare you, then they're not big enough. So go ahead and let that shoot through and across your mind. So take us on out, Ryan. Pew, 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 pew. pew.